Hey y'all, I'm Maddie, author, speaker, and certified sommelier. I think we can all agree that life can get pretty tough at times. So I'm going on a journey to uncover how some of my favorite people are chasing joy in their lives. And I'm bringing you along with me. Through personal stories and funny encounters, I'm chatting with authors and entrepreneurs, musicians and brands to learn how they hang on to the good in life, even as the trouble comes. Because as life gets hard, joy is a choice we can make together. I'm Maddie, and this is the Enjoy Life Podcast. guys, this week's episode is a pretty quick one full of laughter and just lightness that I was hungry for. Um, Our guests today are Melissa Joan Hart and her best friend, Amanda Lee, who is also her co-host on their podcast show, What Women Binge. You probably remember Melissa as a child star and actress on Clarissa Explains It All, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Those sort of launched her career as a teen, but she has sustained decades of this incredible career as an actress and as a director and as a producer. So I'm so happy to have her. She moved to Nashville during the pandemic and the two actually met through their kids. They went to school together and Melissa didn't know many people here and they just had a fast connection. They did what we all did during the pandemic. They took walks had picnics and talked about what they were binging. So that's where the sort of catalyst for their show began. And they just say, man, we just wanted to bring some much needed lightness to the pandemic. And we wanted to create a community around what we're watching and reading and listening to and just share our real life conversations with listeners outside of our our daily circle. So that's what they've done. I've been on their show. They're just such a blast. And we do talk about Melissa's career, how it started at a very young age of four years old. But even as a kid, just doing commercials that she felt like that work was a way for her to make people happy and for for her to help them in some sort of way. And that she's just thrived in in the Hollywood environment since then. We definitely talk about the pressures of, you know, being a child star and that she honestly never felt even as much pressure then as a teen actress to live up to the unrealistic physical standards that are put on people in the spotlight as much as she felt them after she had her kids. And just this past decade or two of getting older and dealing with the postpartum pressures physically and emotionally and mentally to sort of find who you are again and that uphill climb. So we really camp out there for a while and talk about how they've both navigated that. They speak to the to the new moms out there. And we just really talk about what is body acceptance and how do we do that? And how do we change the way that we define health as we progress and age forward and, and after pregnancy to avoid shaming ourselves and comparing to others unhealthily and comparing unhealthily to our old selves. They both share about their sort of pregnancies and ways of navigating the new seasons that they've walked into over these past several years. And Melissa even gives a really funny story about how she got dubbed the uh, biggest baby bump in Hollywood during her pregnancies. Apparently she had very large children, but you know, they're just such a an encouraging voice to me as I move forward in life. And, you know, coming from two women, one who has spent her whole life on camera and another who spent years in beauty pageants and just the conviction and the confidence they have to, as they call it, age gracefully 
and age gratefully that our focus needs to become on the things that our bodies can do versus harping on on what they can't because as as Melissa so wisely, you know, said the goal is to get older and to live another year in a body and a mind that serves us best in the year that we're in. And I just know y'all will love this. They're there's such a joy everyone on here is and and we just have fun. This is quick, fast paced and we even talk about old 90s fashion trends that should and shouldn't be coming back. The ladies give a list of their favorite 90s heartthrobs that Melissa either worked with or knew um or lusted after and we just giggle and it's great. I have always been a fan of Melissa and now I'm grateful to call both of them new friends. So I know y'all will have a great time hearing this conversation with Melissa Joan Hart and Amanda Lee. So excited y'all are here because I got to be on your show. Gosh, probably last spring. Yeah. I don't know. Sometime after my book came out. Last spring. You were not engaged yet. I was not engaged yet. So lots has happened. The way we always start the show, because it's Music City, is asking you if you could pick a walkout song for your life right now. <laughs> you remember how they did that with baseball players and it was yeah. like they had their, something that would be playing behind you right now, spring 2023. Right now? Well, I just love, I think also because my kids are football players, I just love that bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Like that song, <laughs> bring them out. I'm like, that. everyone needs to come out to that song always. Always. Like every sports, every everything, someone needs to walk out to that song. <laughs> I love that. But overall, probably just I Am Woman or something like that. <laughs> Megan Trainer made you look. Oh, How does that go? I don't remember that. Forever one. ingrained in my head. It's the what Can is you it? Sing Amanda. I could have my Gucci on. <laughs> I could wear my Louis. That's a good one. I like that one. We haven't one. had Megan yeah. Trainer yet. No, that's really I can't fun. sing, but um, you know. Any Megan Trainer. It lives really. in my head forever. All about that bass would be a good one. Oh yeah. Classic. Just walk out with your butt first. <laughs> a little constantly moonwalking through life. Yes, I All like about it. That Well, y'all show What Women Binge is on its fifth season, which is tremendous. And I had so much fun on it. I have to tell you, I'm not giving you all the credit for the Enjoy Life podcast, but I will tell you the truth. When I came home from doing the interview with y'all, we of course talked about my book, but I was on the whole promotional tour for Lemons, which is obviously a very heavy story. And I came back from that being like, you know what? I had so much fun with them because we talked about the book and my story and hope and my faith and that's the focus. But then we got to talk about all these fun things that I was binging. And like, I I really did come home and say to a girlfriend, like, I feel like people are missing a huge part of who I am, the joyful, fun, playful part of who I am. So I just want to say thank you because that was part of what really did inspire this. I told Elizabeth, I want people to see the joy that can come in the hard times and the joy that comes just in everyday life. Like we have a choice. So this is special for me, full circle in every way. But (laughs) tell us about what Women Binge and how you guys started it, how you guys met. Y'all are just best friends and decided to do a show. Well, yeah, well. Accidental best friends. Accidental best friends only because my son – Talked his way into a play date at her house. Yeah. Like, he literally was like, I'm going to their house. And I was like, okay, I got to go pick him up. Or do I send the husband? I was like, no, I'll go make some friends. And I'm glad I did because I sat in her kitchen for like an hour with her and some it. of her friends. And we all became – and we came up with a plan, like a workout plan and with a the, diet plan. And like, yeah, the first <laughs> meeting, we're like, okay, so I'll see you tomorrow for yeah. a walk. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to need someone to walk with. I'm gonna. They were like, oh, we'll go to this park and we'll go on this walk. And then I was like, I need a good place to eat a salad because I hate salad, so help me find – Like, So we were like <laughs> immediately on a mission to be friends. So that was fun. And then – the podcast, like during COVID and whatnot, I was actually, I mean, in isolation and everything, I feel like there was so many group texts and, and girl chats of 
I need a new show to watch. You know, did anyone watch Tiger King? Did anyone watch uh, Unorthodox? Did anyone, you know, what are you watching? What do you, I need something new. I need a new book to read. I need a new podcast to listen to on my walks. And so I, one of my friends was like, I'll start a spreadsheet. And I was like, well, I'll start an Instagram page. That'll be fun just to kind of like yeah. be like, hey, anyone want a suggestion? Here's a or kind of review, right? And then I was like, this would be, because people have been chasing me for years to do, you have to do a podcast. I'm like, what would I do? And then I was like, well, this is fun. Yeah. This is light. This is fun. This, I feel like it wasn't really stuff a lot of people were talking about, like, where, you know, what should I watch next? What should, what do you like? What do you, you know, and asking celebrities what they're into, especially. So it was like kind of fun to have guests on and whatnot, but. I mean, yeah, we would just start walking and talking. So it was just our normal <laughs> conversations. Yeah. And it, we just realized we're really funny. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, we would just walk and talk about all of these things anyway. So as our, as our producer, which is my husband likes to say, we're always burning content yeah. just by like hanging out with each other. He's like, y'all have to stop talking unless you're, there's a mic in front of you. So we just, one day she was like, Hey, I think I really do want to do this. And I was like, okay, we can do it. And she's like, okay, when? And I was like, tomorrow? Sure. Why not? I was so, like, Right off. She, I knew that her and her husband have a studio and I was like, well, and I knew it was like a radio studio. So I was like, well, let's go see it. And then she built like this incredible building there. It's oh, like it's a city amazing. inside a city, right? It is. It's got a slide. It's got an arcade. It's like the best place to bring guests. It's got a barista. So like, come on over, get your coffee, sit down and talk to us. Yeah. So we've had some amazing guests and we had some fun, but now with season five, we're switching it up a little. We're actually not going to have guests for every episode. Right. More topic-centric, a little more focused on us and what's going on in our world, and a little more focused on what our listeners are into, yeah. giving them more opportunity to engage with us. So, Do questions our, and talk yeah. more about like shows that we're watching, books that we're reading. It's it's great to have guests on and ask them what they're into because it gives a different perspective. Because obviously we can't read and watch everything. No. Right. So you know, bringing people in to be like, well, what are you into? Just to get another perspective. But really, yeah, we're going to try to kind of just bring it down to just the two of us being cozy and talking a little more. Well, I love that because I think that's what we do this for, right? As community. That's how it started was the spreadsheet or the text or yeah. whatever. And yeah. like, how do we support each other in the things that really matter, like what we're watching or, yeah. you know, the lesser things like, hey, I'm struggling with community. Can we yeah. can we really deal with what we're dealing with as women? So I'm excited. Well, that's funny. The thing that people say about our podcast is that they're always like, I feel like I want to, I always talk back to you. Like I'm in the car, <laughs> I'm talking back to you, but you can't hear me. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like that's a win. Yeah. 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 That's what we always tell them. Just, just text us when you hear it and we'll respond to you or go on, go on the YouTube or whatever and comment at that moment and say, okay, here's my opinion on this. Yeah. And I screamed it at you in my car, but you couldn't hear me. So <laughs> well, that's really cool. Just out of my own curiosity, total like pivot you're from New York or grew up in I New am, York, Connecticut, yeah. and then you moved here to Nashville. I Well, I've lived all over the place. I grew yeah. up in New York, moved to L.A., met my husband there, had two babies, moved to Connecticut for 10 years, and then decided – I had got a job in L.A., so I moved to Tahoe for two years. And then in the middle of the pandemic, moved back to Connecticut and quickly was whisked away by my husband to the South. But yeah. Nash <laughs> Nashville is as far as I would go. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. What is your real feedback on Southern culture? <laughs> she loves it. I do. <laughs> I do. It's funny. We had my husband's birthday party and Amanda, of course, was there. And 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 he just had like kind of an eclectic group of friends that we've he's made here. Like I yeah. sort of have a group of friends here, but he's made this eclectic group. And we realized like 
98% of them, me and Logan, I think were the only two not from, and, and Omelie uh-huh. were the only, like there were three of us there that were not from Alabama. It was, <laughs> she has a but, type. Yeah. I, and it's I Alabama. Yeah. I don't blame you. Hey, my fiance went to Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Roll time. Well, yeah. you know, it's funny as my son's going to tour Auburn this weekend. <gasps> oh, she she hesitated like it's a bad word. No, you did. You like whispered <laughs> it. But my New York accent came out too. I said Auburn. Yeah. But um, I can't even replicate that. <laughs> no. The but Southern yeah. means like Auburn. Auburn. But I told my husband, I'm like, you take him down and tour. We're really both supposed to go, but we can't find someone to watch the other two kids. So I was like, well, you go down because you already know the campus and whatnot. And he's like, I don't want to go there. And I'm like, no, you're going to have to go there. I was like. You should probably go take him to a few games this fall. He's like, I'm not going to a game there. I'm like, you're you might have to. Like, <laughs> your son might go to school, and yeah. he's okay this about what you him do going as to a school parent. there. Yeah, but he's I'm like, have I'm to not- counsel Mark. My sister did this to my family. We all grew up Alabama fans, all of us. And then her senior year of high school, she comes out and she's like, I've applied to Auburn and I got in. And Again, we were in all the like, whisper. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> a house divided. It we must love everything. you. We must love you. Well, that's really fun. And yeah, you have three so, boys. But to answer your question, oh, yeah. yes, I'm, I'm I'm loving Nashville. I have gained quite a bit of weight from all the fried chicken because <laughs> fried chicken is something I cannot turn down or biscuits or fried pickles. There's a lot of things like it, sweet tea. But yeah, we're, we're, we're enjoying it. Made some great friends, which of course is, you know, makes a world of difference. We love our kids' school and the boys are fitting in well. So yeah. we're enjoying it. And you have three boys. Yeah. Amanda, yeah, and- you have three? I have three kids. I've got one boy, he's 10, and two girls, they're twins. They're seven. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It's yeah. fun, though. <laughs> they're in a magical place right now where I just... She, like, adores her kids. I don't quite understand it. She's always like, look at my little angels. And I'm like, oh, these brats. <laughs> I made but these. But I have teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. And boys. And I mean, yeah. it, being how, you know, growing up how I grew up, I'm curious, have your boys... Are they into your career? Like, have they gone back and watched Clarissa and Sabrina? No, actually, They're just like, this is this is her job. They I'm not really interested. think it's weird. Actually, we've had a little <laughs> bit of conversation about it recently, especially around Christmas, because I wanted them to watch my movie Holiday in Handcuffs. Yeah. I'm like, this is one I'm actually like I would watch. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Yeah. And it's it's just odd. And it's 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 entertaining. And I really wanted them to watch it. And they started it. And the oldest one was like, I kind of want to finish that at some point because we had to turn it off. And I, I forget, dinner or something happened. And they were like, and the oldest one was like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to finish watching that. I was like, all right, we can, we never did. But, um, and then when we were doing an episode on our podcast of Melissa and Joey, I had to watch the first episode again because we were having our, my co-star Taylor Spritler on. She actually lives here in Nashville now too. So we had her on and I was watching the first episode just to remind myself of it. And he sat down to watch it. And then my 14 year old sat down to watch it. And he was like, the 14 year old was like, uh, why are we watching this? And the 16 year old was like, stop it. It's funny. And all of a sudden I realized he's like really into it. And he's watching a few, he was there on set. That's the only show he remembers when he was on set backstage a lot. So he remembers a lot of the people and the sets and seeing it is probably a little nostalgic for him in a, in a weird way. But he also was like of the right age to kind of catch on to that show. Sabrina and Clarissa, they're not into. Yeah. And they just, they they admitted to me recently, they're like, it's kind of weird that like I have to watch my mom and, and it doesn't even really look like you <laughs> and like, you know, so they, and I get it because I actually have a hard time watching my friends on movies and TV shows. Really? Like I say. Yeah. I've always wondered that. Yeah. Like, do you watch your movies back? I have to sometimes to like live tweet them, uh-huh. thank God, because otherwise I might not. Yeah. 
I lived it. I don't want to see yeah, it. Yeah, totally. I never watched Sabrina. You didn't? I've only seen a few episodes only because I was forced to like by Amanda here. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's necessary. It's part of our podcast. Yeah, she had so. not l- watched Clarissa back. No. Either. And so I made her watch one of those I've as well. I've only watched one. I need to watch some more. <laughs> that one's really good. It is. You know, I remember it, but that was torture for me. That was a really hard show for me. Which one? Uh, Clarissa. Well, you were so young. I mean, you were a yeah. teenager. When well, that- going through high school. Yeah. And I was working in Orlando three weeks out of the month, and going, but living in New York and traveling back and forth. And I just recently remembered, did I tell you this? I recently remembered that I was flying by myself every month at the age of like starting at 14. And back then there were no cell phones. Yeah. Luckily I had a calling card number and a you know, go find a pay like phone. a pager. I got left at the airport numerous times for hours. Oh my gosh. For hours at like New York City JFK airport on the curb waiting for a car to pick me up that I didn't know because my parents weren't picking me up. They had four other kids to take care of. And I just remembered this the other day that I would stand there. And luckily I had an American Express card for an emergency, but I had my calling card and I kept calling the number on the sheet that I was given with this car will pick you up. Okay, well, where is it? Oh, it's it's coming. It's coming. But you know, we didn't have cell phones. No, it wasn't no, Uber. No way I to can't track. track it. Yeah. yeah. I can't be like, oh, it's pulling in the airport now. No, it's like, yeah, it's on the way. Wait like an hour, oh hour and gosh. a half, call again. Like there were numerous times I was left. That's so much. Your at eyes are so wide. Yeah. Right I can't imagine. Well, I'm just thinking, like, oh my gosh. Like, I am so, I'm not a helicopter mom, at least in my definition of it. But, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> not happening. Never. Left in New York no, City my, just my on kid the street. Lost like in New York. Melissa <laughs> Jonah. Yeah, you can go somewhere alone. That's Home, fine. Home, Home alone, alone two makes five. a lot of sense yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hide out in a toy store and wait for the bad guys. I cannot imagine a more vulnerable age to start acting. I mean, even in some degree, I mean, I know you started very young, like, three or four. Yeah, it was like four when I started doing commercials. But with Clarissa, when you really made it big, I mean, you're a teenager, was that, did it make you feel more self-conscious and vulnerable or was it an empowering thing? You know, it's interesting because Nickelodeon, I mean, I'd always sort of been on TV, right? I'd been in commercials where my friends called me Lifesavers Girl or Rice Krispies Girl. (laughs) Like in second grade, I was Rice Krispies Girl. My second grade teacher was like, while I was giving birth in the hospital, your commercial came on numerous times and it made me feel better. Thank you for getting me through that. I was like, okay. Maybe something you don't say to a seven-year-old. Yeah, but that was, well, but but she and I had a special bond. She still, like if I I did a book tour years ago, she came by. Oh, that's so awesome. She still keeps in touch with some of my family and stuff. So it was, it's a special bond between her and I. And it starts with that because I think in a way she was like the first person to make me feel like my work made someone happy. Mm. And so, you know, that was the first kind of feeling of like, oh, somebody like, I helped, like I helped somebody in a way just by doing what I was doing, you know? And so then I did a lot of theater and there's instant gratification in theater. But then, so I had had some let's say audience response. When I started on Nickelodeon with Clarissa, I Nickelodeon cable was new. Yeah. Nickelodeon was new and it was mainly a game show network. And it wasn't very po- not everybody, a lot of people did not have it. I would say like one in every five people had yeah. Nickelodeon or cable. So it wasn't like a big, it wasn't like being on network. It wasn't like friends launching, right? right? It wasn't a huge deal. It really snowballed over the years. And there was no social media. So I didn't have any sort of feedback. There was no, I was on set with a bunch of adults that were treating me better than the people back at school were, Mm, you know? Yeah. I wasn't being bullied by kids because of what I was wearing. Those adults only liked me if I was nice to them. Yeah. So I learned, I, I had fun on set. It was just hard to balance school and work. Yeah. And the amount of memorization I had to do on Clarissa was really complicated. I can imagine. Yeah. 
Hey guys, jumping in for just a second to remind you if you're enjoying the show and you want to know a little bit more of my backstory of what I've been through these past couple years and what brought me here to want to spread joy in this world, you can check out my book, Lemons on Friday, Trusting God Through My Greatest Heartbreak. You can find it anywhere books are sold. Did starting at that age and moving into this decades of a career that you have built and continued to grow, have you ever felt added pressure to maintain a certain look and body type? And I mean, starting as a child star, does that make it harder? I mean, I know you don't know any different because you just, it's your life. I mean, luckily I don't have body image issues. Um, I've always sort of like I was a real, I was a really slim child, and I, but I also danced a lot. I was very active. I rode my bike to dance class six days a week because, again, like I said, my parents had lots of kids and couldn't be taking me <laughs> yeah. to dance class every night. So I was, I rode my bike all over town. I, I danced, and uh, my mom was. It was always homemade meals. We couldn't afford to eat out or anything like that. So I feel like I was, I was raised pretty healthy. And then starting on Sabrina in L.A., being in L.A., that was where the pressure started. But I was already twenty. Yeah. So I feel like I was kind of set in who I was uh, in a way. I mean, obviously, then all of a sudden you're in the pressure of of Hollywood and and I'm on a, a show. I knew who I was and I and I was I stayed fit and I ate well and I had good influences around me. It wasn't until I started like getting older, having babies that all of a sudden it was like, "Oh, you got to get the baby weight off within 12 weeks." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. <laughs> Who's who that's can do not that? real. Who can do that? There's no way that's <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't My mom has had seven kids and looks amazing, but she also doesn't like to eat. I like to eat, you know? <laughs> fried chicken makes a salad taste a lot better, uh, right? Fried chicken. Well, in here, it's hard to get a salad without croutons, bacon <laughs> bits, cheese on top. Well, that is amazing. That is something that I admire about you is you've seemed to stay totally grounded in this whole crazy career. And I think it sounds like you attribute a lot of that to your family and the way you were raised. Yeah, and I think so. I think it's pretty amazing. People kept asking how I ended up so normal and that's why I wrote a book, but I'm not... The well, it's the not. subtitle. It's so great. I was trying to tell <laughs> my producer a second ago, it's my abnormally normal... And my ab- Yeah, Tales from My Abnormally Normal Life. Yeah, it's Melissa amazing. Melissa Explains It All. Yeah, of course we had to call it Melissa Explains It All. <laughs> so good. <laughs> had to do it. Well, y'all both as moms of three, will you speak a little bit to those women? I mean, I'm at the age where obviously I don't have kids yet. But the majority of my people do, and they're in that phase of like, I'm never going to get back to where I was. And it's really discouraging. You know what, though? The thing about it, I mean, you can talk to this. Yeah. So we actually had this She's a beauty pageant. Like, she was a beauty pageant (laughs) girl and then- Pre-kids. And then had twins. So I think there is a lot of pressure, obviously, just as women to bounce back after babies and to, you know- be who you were to find yourself again. The truth of the matter is, is you're never going to be that again. Even if your body goes back, no matter what your mind, your body, everything about you has changed when you become a mom and accepting that is really hard. Sometimes there are times where I look at pictures of myself when I was 25 and on stage, my abs are perfect. And you know, I have a tan and my hair is perfect. I had so much time to dedicate to all of that right. stuff. Getting your nails done and your hair uh, yeah, done and your eyebrows I mean, plucked. and I'm still 100% a cupcake. I'm high maintenance. <laughs> it's, Nothing it wrong is what with it that. Is. Nothing, Nothing has changed there. Good. But as far as I'm not a size two anymore, I don't aspire to be that anymore. I My goal after kids was I want to be strong enough to lift both my babies for as long as I can. Mm, yeah. Uh, and to be able to play on the floor and not be in pain all the time. And so that's what my workout routines and all that have centered around since children. And 
look, I'm, I'm, my size has always fluctuated. It's going to continue to fluctuate. Sometimes I'm going to be skinnier. Sometimes I'm going to be bigger, but I find my identity in my faith in the Lord and my strength as a mother and yeah. a wife. And you know, you have long, a husband that adores you too. I think that helps. Like when you have a husband, yeah, that's I'm a princess. Of, Oh, truly <laughs> encouraging, just yeah. constantly. When, it, when you don't have Adoring. to be, yeah. you know, he does. a and certain way. It is that... When they appreciate what you did, too, as far as giving birth to their children. <laughs> it's that helps so a nice. lot. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, understanding, like, my husband was afraid of all medical things, and then he saw me go through our first pregnancy, our first labor with my oldest... And, and just, he just, he, everything changed for him. He went from being like, I'm not cutting an umbilical cord to like, here, I'll hold the puke bucket while you yeah. vomit on me. And then I'm going to not only cut the cord, I'm going to pull that baby out. Yeah. Like, you know, he was like all in by the third baby. He was like, he delivered our third child. That's so, so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. But like just seeing like what I was going through made him not a, like, he was afraid, but he was, it just toughened him up in a way of being, and, and res- gave him like a respect, yeah. which then makes me respect myself too. And what my body's done. Oh, like, yeah. I carry these giant babies. Apparently, according to Michael Strahan, I was known as having the biggest baby bump in Hollywood. <laughs> I, for those that don't know, I am short. And you I, are a small woman. That I have some so big funny. hips and my husband's huge and I've had some giant children. Oh and my gosh. <laughs> I've had it, my first one was a nine pounder with a 90 percentile head. So it ain't easy like mm-hmm. pushing the those suckers out. The biggest bump in Hollywood. The biggest That's baby so bump. funny. Yep. That's never the first thing he said that. to me. He was like, we were at a golf event and we're walking along. He's like, so I hear you had the biggest baby bump in Hollywood. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, I watch Access Hollywood. I'm like, they said that? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's encouraging like even in moving into my 30s, which is not a super dramatic change. I'm starting to feel the the pain of it a little bit. Yeah. But I just think it's cool how as women, when we can let our understanding of quote unquote health expand and change beyond just, yeah. you know, the gene I, side. Well, I've just become appreciative of the simple things. I mean, I'm closing in on 47 now. Oh Lord, that sounds so awful to say. <laughs> like there was a day in December I woke up and I could not move my head. I couldn't turn my head. And I, it's just because I slept funny. It's but it not took, funny, but it's kind of oh, funny. it was so painful. I couldn't believe it because my husband's always had back pain. And I'm like, oh, get over it. Yeah. Take a deep breath. You'll be fine. Go to the chiropractor, whatever. I went to the chiropractor three days in a row. I had to go get certain massages, some kind of – like, um, and I was lucky that I could do this. Like there's a lot of people that have to go to work every day and can't take time yeah. or, or money to go get an adjustment or have – I don't know what it's called, P-Wave or something. There's like ultrasound. You can get on mm-hmm. it to release, release things. And I could do that. And I, I just can't imagine the people that have to go do a physical job and do that. And I, I look at – I go to the Gary Sinise Foundation and see people with no legs and no arms, like mm-hmm. that can't hug their children. Or, you know, I just see people that can't do certain things. I have a friend who can't drive because of a disability, and so she has to be driven everywhere. And I think about, okay, I can hug my kids. I can jump. I can run. I can close a car door. You know, there are things I can do that I need to be grateful for because – as we get older, things do kind of change. Like yeah. I took for granted the fact that I could read a freaking label in the grocery store and now I have to pull my glasses out <laughs> to do it. My husband and I argued yesterday over, we we're trying to put a new air filter in and we were looking at the directions and neither of us could read it. And I was like, what happened to the days <laughs> like when you children. just looked at something? Yeah. Yeah. Someone with eyeballs, come over here. Yeah. It's weird. Like it's aging is, is a bummer, but we all do it and if we're blessed to. You know, the, the goal is to, the goal is to get older. The yeah. Goal is I mean, to truly get there. Right. So I had to go back to wearing like real bra, real bras. I was like, 
girls need some underwire. Yeah. You know, I realized, I, oh, I always have to have underwire and cupping, like always have to have. Now I do. I didn't. I they used to defy to gravity. They were amazing. Oh yeah. No, I never used to wear, yeah, true. I never used to wear a bra. And actually all the women on my show would be like, you're going to have the saggiest boobs ever if you don't wear a bra. And I was like, no, I'm not. But, and I don't, but I need, like, I don't like my nipples to stick out. So I've always had like thick padded, feel bad for my husband. It's like not attractive. <laughs> you didn't go with the friends vibe. Oh, I'm totally down time. for a Rachel no, moment. I know. Did you know when yeah, they're in the right place? Gonna, but if what they're their nipples, nipples always, there's a no. Always showing. It had to have been like 50 <laughs> degrees. They're like, it's not a very sexy show. Let's give us some, some <laughs> yeah, nipple. Let's put some yeah. nipple in there. <laughs> and there's Botox to make it easier. Right. Yeah. Praise God for that. I right? think it's a gift from heaven. Yes, but you got what I want to be careful of, and this is something that a, a co-star of mine said to me once. It's a, it's not a matter of like looking different. It's a matter of looking younger. Right, looking rested, looking. I just want to look like myself. Yes. Yeah. I'm not looking to change my appearance. I'm not looking to. I don't need bigger lips or you know. I mean, sometimes I do. A different color eye or yeah. I mean, I mean bigger <laughs> lips are okay. Like, a li- like maybe a lip, maybe just a little bit more of a line around. The yeah. Lip. Yeah. But like, I don't need like bigger cheekbones or a bigger chin or anything like that. Like, I just yeah, I just want. I want to age gracefully. I, I don't want to deny who I am. I admire my mom so much is 30 years older than me and takes advantage of these medical miracles that have been discovered that we're discussing. But she has always said, I want to look like a beautiful version of my age. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and she does. And Just she's refreshed, gorgeous, right? right? Like rested, refreshed. Yeah. And it's okay if my forehead doesn't move. <laughs> it's cool. I'm happy all the time. Yes. No, but I think a lot of that comes in y'all's, as you said, even from, you know, the beginning of your career, it's like, it's confidence in who you are and it's positioning yourself around people, whether it's your husband or your friends or your siblings or whatever that speak that into you because it's so easy to forget and so easy to get focused on, you know, the wrong things and then beat ourselves up. And as women in general, we are those people who are naturally built to pour in and nurture other people. And unless you have a community around you that's doing that to you, your cup is empty. Yeah. You know, and every Wednesday we get together for coffee at 7.45 a.m. Yeah, we call ourselves the wellies. And we do it like religiously every Wednesday morning and everyone shows up for at least an hour, maybe, you know, when we can. Even if it's 10 minutes, Even if it's 10 minutes. And everyone afterwards is like, my cup is full. Like we have just aired grievances, cried, laughed, Mm. hugged, talked dirty stuff, like whatever it is. We do it (laughs) all. We pray. Yeah, we, I mean, and it is just such a gift. And then you go away going, I don't care what I look like. Like I'm in sweats right now and I just had a great time with my girls. Isn't that awesome? Well, because confidence is built. It's something you have to create in yourself. You know, you you can't do that unless you got people born into you. you. So it's a good thing. Well, since we're talking about all these looks, there's a fun thing I wanted to do with you guys because of um, (laughs) your fame coming in the 90s. I watched your shows as a kid. I'm a little (laughs) bit younger than y'all. I want to talk about why are these 90s trends, fashion trends coming back? I'm not a fashion person. I'm a very traditional. I have so much to say on this. Timeless looking. Per- I just, I feel like it's too much money and time to keep up with the trends that always change. But the 90s stuff is wild. So I want to know yes or no from y'all on these trends. Okay. <laughs> and if I miss any, I feel like this is your wheelhouse, Amanda. Okay. Wait, but real quick, I just want to point out that in the 90s, I wanted to wear clothes from the 70s. And I asked my mom what she had. And she goes, oh. I had so much stuff. I wish I, like everything that was in style. She's like, I don't know why I didn't keep my stuff uh-huh. if this is what, and that's how I feel now. Like, oh, why didn't I keep all, all right. my combat boots? And, I know. mean, what about the combat boots? Yes. 
Yes to combat boots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still, I just bought a new pair. Overalls <laughs> for the new Southerner? No, I don't do overalls. <laughs> On children, yes. I can't. My friends And do if it. you have a flat tummy, yes. But I've tried them, y'all. I want to love them. It is. It's, it's too in, hard to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Life's too short. Do you remember being a child time. and wearing the overalls and the little thing falling in the commode behind you? Oh, yes, I do. Do you know that that's how I booked the role of, you just reminded me, that's how Tragic. I booked the role of Clarissa. Because apparently in all three auditions, he played them side by side. And I was wearing blue, light blue overalls with a pink shirt. And those were the two favorite colors. And the the overall kept slipping off my shoulder at the same point. He thought it was method acting. like Or like he <laughs> thought I like planned that specifically to get and and he asked me years later did you do that on purpose because that's i was really intrigued by that yeah. and i was like no, no i think i just moved my body in the same way yeah. yeah yeah that's hilarious did you ever do just the one? Oh yeah yes 100 yeah. percent. i didn't do a lot of overalls back then either though i have to say okay what about the the claw clips and the butterfly clips here for it yeah can you get all your hair in a claw clip i mean no. you got a lot of hair she's got a lot of hair it well the giant ones yeah. yes but I kind of have to do like a little claw clip and then a big claw clip. I'm a scrunchy girl. Yeah, oh, I love I, that I'm too. I'm the slip. It's like a, the baby scrunchies. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's where I live. I'm just. I was an athlete. Like I have a top knot most all the time and yeah. no makeup, so this clip doesn't well, do it for me. Well, I just discovered the Dyson Airwrap, so I'm now yeah. wearing my hair down, which yeah. I never used to do, and I'm like, I'm loving it. Uh, what about the flare jeans? Yes. I'm back in it a little bit. A little what, bit. What shoes? I don't feel. You kind of have to do a boot or a pointed toe flat or pointed toe heel. But it, for me, because I'm kind of pear shaped, it gives me like proportion yeah. for once. I'm like, oh, these wide hips. That, look at me, world. I am Beyonce today. <laughs> I That's how that. I feel in flares. I just feel like I'm so short, so I have to wear them with boots or something. Like I only wear them when I'm going out. I can't wear them during the day because I want to wear sneakers. It's funny, growing up, I never wore sneakers. I always wore combat boots. Yeah. And now I wear sneakers all the time. And to wear sneakers, I feel like I can't wear the flares. I don't know. I'm so glad the sneakers are in. Like yes. I, I'm just, I've never been happy. How about, about loungewear? How about I leggings? Know. Oh my God. Praise God. Yeah. Viore leggings all the way. Coming in. Please sponsor the show, Viore. No more hard pants. That's our, our thing. <laughs> no more hard pants. Yeah, exactly. Nothing with COVID a COVID did us all a lot of favors in that. Well, jeans used to be like, woo, I'm a, I'm a jean and t-shirt girl, which was like chill, relaxed, that was so not casual. acceptable. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm in leggings and a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I hardly ever wear jeans. It's like, I'm in leggings and a sweatshirt, hence today, or I'm in like full sequins. Yeah, I, you she know what? Is. I'm with you on that. Is. I have no middle tier clothing. None. Like, it is. It's it's I'm exercising or I'm in a gown. Like yes. this is where I live. All I, I asked my husband that. for was middle tier clothing for Christmas yeah. and all I got was loungewear. <laughs> I'm like, I do not need six different brands of leggings. Yeah. I just I just But need I do. He bought them I all. Do need he bought them all. That's so awesome. Well, also on the nineties trend, let's talk about nineties heartthrobs. As an actress <laughs> and as just like yeah. me, a consumer of these beautiful shows from the nineteen nineties. Who were y'all after? Amanda. James Marsden, one hundred percent. What was what was his character? Oh gosh, what was he in? Okay, so most recently he was like in the Enchanted oh. movie. And dead, he's he's in Dead to Me, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, the yeah. he's the, the 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 dead husband and the twin brother. Oh, what wow. was he in in the nineties? Oh goodness, huh. was he in Westworld? Yes. Hairspray. So I didn't before he was. If you tell me you like dated that. him, I'm going to be so mad no, at you. No, no, no. We, went, we, we spent a lot of time in Utah together. He That's was, what um, she always does to me. She's like, oh, yeah. Well, I went on a couple of dates with him. I'm like, oh. No, he was, he was adorable. But I was in Utah. I think I was single, actually. But I was in Utah doing Touched by an Angel. And he was in it as well. Yes. And Jack Black, too. Really? But James and I hung out a bunch. We I think we spent a day maybe skiing or at least up in Park City. But yeah, we spent like maybe a week or two in 
in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I need like you to tell me he's 20s. the nicest person ever. He was really sweet. We, I remember grocery. Yes. Uh, the main memory okay. I have is like grocery shopping with him for some reason. Like we were getting snacks <laughs> for our hotel room or something like that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, okay, he good. He was a nice guy. Oh, gosh. In the 90s, I mean, Luke Perry. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I was a big 90210 fan. Yeah. And Luke was like bad, little bit bad boy, a little bit cutie, little like, I feel like he was a more more relatable or more gettable Brad Pitt. Uh huh. Yeah. Like along those lines. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, too, has always oh my been gosh. like, oh, I just find yeah. him so charming and handsome. Yes. Who I is yours? Can't. This is so embarrassing, but I think Growing Pains was actually 80s, but um, we watched the reruns in the 90s as kids. All I wanted was Mike Seaver. My Kirk whole Cameron. life. I love Kirk. <laughs> I, I still love Kirk Cameron. Obviously, don't know him, but like just his presence. In we won't tell Candace. the Hollywood okay. world is so impressive, and her, of course. Oh, but no. I was more. I wasn't as Full House as I was. Yeah, I loved Growing Pains. It was yeah. like, I guess it was the little bit of the like bad boy, but not bad boy thing. You know, like I was a Type A kind of perfectionist person. And I think I was so drawn to to that guy. I get that. Mike Seaver. <laughs> I get that. With the pop collar, the leather yes. collar. <laughs> What's the guy from Wait, Hey Dude that you David Lasher. Oh yeah, him too. Oh really? That's hilarious. Yeah. But then well, he was in Sabrina and he was we did a movie together where he was my boyfriend. Don't ruin this. We for did me. not date. He's always been married <laughs> to Jill. I mean, I guess Polly Shore was really That's a big right. one for me. I yeah. loved him too. I don't but know if that it was, was a crush. I don't know if that though. was nineties. I think that was late eighties. No, it was nineties. Nineties? Because son and have a hard. I just cut remember on one time era. he went like Clarissa. Oh, or something like that. if you know Polly Shore, then Weez you understand. The like, yeah, he did all the what was, <laughs> what's the movie he did? Encino Man. He was in a few of those. He was in Biodome. Biodome. Which was a... Oh, goodness. Oh, man. I know. I got things to go back and watch now. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> I'm trying to get my kids... Now that my kids are teenagers, I'm like, what can we watch? And I'm trying to get them to watch The Crow and no, some of these movies no. that I love. Do not traumatize your children. <gasps> Why is it trauma? It's like a superhero movie. The Crow? Well, he and his wife or he and his girlfriend get murdered, brutally murdered, but he comes back and saves the little girl. The little girl helps him. No. Kind this of is trauma. Resurrect or, or <laughs> redeem. Uh, uh, not redeem. What's the word? Restore. I don't know. I'm, Reve- I'm just, get revenge. I'm still over here having flashbacks He gets to revenge the on the murderers of his wife and himself. I haven't seen that. No. Yeah. Oh, it's dark, no. but it's beautiful. It's eerie. <laughs> hard it's yes, eerie hard no. But, you know, we'll see where I land. I am not a conflict person. This is a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Boundaries. Lee, Bruce Lee's son, died tragically in the shooting of the movie from oh my god again much trauma like, let's much not like the alec baldwin drama going on right yeah, now but yikes. um but brandon lee was just uh, save that conversation for our podcast we have to go there <laughs> you're burning content ladies <laughs> okay well you guys are just a blast and i appreciate you spending your time with us and just speaking into our listeners and it's just been a lot of fun so yeah. the way we want to end the show always is to bring people a little joy so i want to know what's something bringing y'all joy right now actually been working on my marriage and my husband is bringing me a lot of joy. We're really working on being on the same page and it hasn't always been that way after we're about to head, enter 20 years. Yeah, wow. And so, yeah, we're going to be married 20 years this summer. And so just trying to figure out with our kids getting older, one leaving for college next year, where are we? Where are we at? And it's kind of nice this like, yeah, it, we just are, we're working on being best friends. Let's put it that way. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Kind of the same boat. My family brings me so much joy. And on a lighter note, the fact that it's almost spring. Right. Mm. Oh, the sunshine. Y'all can't see them, We've but they're both a in uh, blush, different <laughs> yes. shades of pink. Which truthfully <laughs> kind of always a pink. I'm I always never a wear pink with her because I know that's her color. Yeah. Like, well, yours is blush. Yes, it's true. It's Classic. true. I, wore a I can't wear this color. Guys. I look naked. This I is found this in my closet my today. My skin tone. <laughs> 
I didn't even know this existed in my closet. This I got very gorgeous. excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to It's wear- a beautiful medium tier a blouse. I am wearing highlighter fluorescent pink. Oh, yeah. Couldn't it's mess with my highlighter. That's true. And sequins tennis shoes. Always. <laughs> I forgot about the Always shoes. Yep. With her leggings. Well, y'all, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank and you everybody me. go watch or watch or listen to Either season one. five of What Women what Binge. Women Binge. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Bye, guys. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. Hey, y'all, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button or plus sign on your podcast app. This will ensure you don't miss a single episode. See you next time.